Hello there, everybody. My name is Tony Sandals. Welcome to my podcast and today's segment of should college athletes be paid and are they benefiting from not receiving any compensation? It's a pretty talked about topic, I would say, for the past, I don't even know, maybe I'll just go decade just for the sake of this podcast. You know, athletes, they want their money. They want their name. They want money for their name, I should say. Um, you know, a lot of these top athletes, like, for example, Zion Williamson that was at Duke. You have, I don't know, some Ohio State players. You have Duke recruits coming in. You have all these guys that are spotlight guys, and they're going to get their names out there, whether it's on commercials or, you know, if they have their own YouTube channel and they promote their name or, you know, jerseys are sold with their name on it. But, you know, they're getting no money in return. They're just kind of, you know, getting the fame for it and they want their money for it. So we'll just hop right in. We're going to get the facts first, obviously. And then at the end, I'll speak my opinion, you know, as an athlete, what I think about it, because I've had a strong take on it for a while and I'm kind of glad I can voice it in this podcast. So let's jump right in. Abigail Hess from CNBC.com wrote in 2019 that most college students, however, are in agreement. According to a recent survey of 2,501 college students by polling platform College Pulse, a majority of students support initiatives to pay college athletes. So we can look at that for a second. You know, this isn't just surveying student athletes. You know, you can see that 2,501 college students so the outsiders, you know, that aren't athletes that, you know, aren't getting playing time on the court or on the football field. They're, they're kind of just like the fans and they're still voting for their athletes saying that they should be paid, you know, doesn't say exactly like how much and things of that nature. At least Abigail didn't say that. But that's not what the general story of this. The moral of the story is, you know, that they want to be paid and it's something that's interesting because I feel like in the future, you know, if you, if you, it didn't say with college either, let's put that out there. Cause I was going to say in the future, if you start serving top tier schools with, you know, the top athletes, obviously they're probably going to vote in favor. But if you look towards the lower schools, you know, interesting to see what they say. And I feel like if they survey more people, you get a more majority vote and higher percentage, but who knows at this point? College Pulse also told CNBC that what they found that is the majority of students are in favor of paying student athletes and give overwhelming support for allowing student athletes to profit off their name and image. So we kind of briefly talked about that at the beginning. Like I gave the examples. Um, it's just something that you know you can have an opinion on, and if spotlight players getting their name on a jersey and they're being sold or YouTube channels or commercials and you know they're getting no compensation for it you know they're not really benefiting from it you know I mean they're benefiting from playing the sport you know for college athlete for example for a college basketball player if you make it to March Madness that that's fun like that's something that people live for it's something that it's like dreams like I wish I could play March Madness, like everyone's watching, Cinderella runs, things of that nature. So definitely upsides to that as well. Um, another thing that I have down is an overwhelming 80% of all students in 
83% of athletes agreed that college athletes should be paid if their image is used for purposes such as selling merchandise. So back to what I said, you know, if the name's on the back of a jersey and let's say it's selling, I don't know, we'll go back to Zion, for example. I'm sure he sold a ton of jerseys back when he was at Duke, you know, one of the top athletes that ever entered the college world at the time. A great athlete. People loved him. People tuned in to watch the games because of him. You know, and if we're selling all those jerseys, you know, he's not getting money for it. And obviously he never really gave his take on it, whether he wanted to be paid or not. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could ask him one day in the future. Obviously he's in the NBA now. He got his paycheck. He's happy. He can support his family. But, you know, an overwhelming 80% of all students and 80% of athletes agreed. You know, that's crazy. Um, that's a huge number. Again, we don't know what school wasn't mentioned. We don't know how many students were um, surveyed or asked, but that's a pretty significant number. You know, that's pretty overwhelming. But again, I, I'm not shocked by it because it, it's just been a huge topic, like I said, for a while, and it, it gets more heated and debated as the years go on, you know? Um, another thing I have um, from Joe Nocera from the New York Times. This is kind of going the other direction. Not really. It's just kind of saying like how much athletes should be paid, you know, if, if there was like a salary, you know. So he said and proposed that paying all college athletes a minimum salary of $25,000, capping coaching salaries, $650,000 for basketball coaches, and $3 million for football coaches and giving players 10% of TV marketing revenues. So obviously, this is kind of a turning point because, yes, 25000 is a lot for each player. Could schools afford it? I'd say yes. The, t the top schools could, definitely. You know, like Ohio State's, Dukes, things of that nature. Um, especially if we're talking about football for Ohio State and basketball for Duke. Like, they're going to be able to pay their student-athletes. But, you know... What it's saying here is all college athletes. So we're not talking about just Duke basketball or Ohio State football. We're talking about Ohio State football, basketball, swimming, lacrosse, like every student athlete. And uh, same with if you go the other route with like Duke with basketball. You have to pay every athlete there. It's just, it's not going to even out, especially for the lower schools. They're going to go in debt. But I mean, I like his idea for sure. And then $650,000 for basketball coaches and $3 million for football coaches. Obviously, yes, what's more watched year-round besides March Madness? It's college football. You know, it, it's what people want to watch. So, yes, the coaches are going to be getting paid more. Basketball coaches, I think the most money that's going to be given out to those coaches or the high salaries is going to be Coach K, Coach Calipari, Calipari, I think it's how you say that. Either way, they're going to be paid the most because you're going to pay the, the coaches that get the most athletes to the next level in the NBA. And if you're having winning programs, you know. But obviously, there's other coaches that are going to get more, same amount of money, more money. It really just depends on the school, how much they want to pay them. And then giving players 10% of TV and marketing revenues. So basically, is what that's saying is if you are being watched a lot or if, say you're on Fox and they're getting a lot of viewers and commercials of that sort. Um, it's definitely a lot of money that's going to be given out. It's not a horrible idea. I think you can go that route. I think it's going to help the school not go in debt. It'll actually help them 
have a little more side money to give to the athletes since it's coming from the TV marketing revenues. Not a horrible idea. Joe Nocera definitely has something going on here. He just proposed it. Obviously, it's nothing set in stone whatsoever. And honestly, I can't see that maybe being talked about for a while, just the way the NCAA is. But we shall see on that one. Cody J. McDavis from the New York Times as well. This is going the other direction now. We're, we're switching to why they shouldn't be paid. Just want to get both sides in here, um, of course. I think it's, it's nice to have before I voice my full opinion. But he said paying athletes would distort the economics of college sports in a way that would hurt the broader community of student athletes, universities, fans, and alumni. So basically, you know, what he's saying is economics would take a hit if you're paying these college athletes. So, you know, back to one, I mean, I'm stating a lot of good points kind of in each um, quote that has been written down or that I found. Basically, what that means is, you know, can top tier schools or the top ranked schools like Ohio State and Duke afford this? Yes. Can a school like Liberty or I don't know, I could say Northwestern, schools like that, they're going to take a hit. You know, you can't afford to pay every athlete a decent amount of money. You know, could you pay them some, something? Yes, you could. But yes, economics would be taken down big time with this. Um, you know, it would, it would hurt ADs. They'd be working extra hard and it would, not that they don't do that already. It's just something else on their plate that they have to deal with. Um, something else that I found was that a handful of big sports programs would pay top dollar for a select few athletes, while almost every college athlete, or every college, my bad, not athlete, would get caught up in bidding wars it could not afford. So that's coming from Coach McDavis as well. Um, definitely something that is true. Um, big sport programs would pay top dollar for a select few athletes, you know, like, I don't know. We'll go back to Zion again. We'll just use him as the main reference here. You know, if you're a college and you are able to pay student-athletes, like if, if it was a thing back when he was recruited, am I paying Zion if I'm a school the most amount of money you're offering? Yes, I am. You know, that, that guy's going to lead you place. Even though Duke didn't win at all, and it's because he got injured, in my opinion. I mean, I'm biased towards Duke because I'm a fan, but you're paying that guy top dollar to come to your school. It's almost like the pros. Like if I want Tom Brady in his prime, let's say, and he's on the market. Yes, I'm offering the biggest deal you can imagine. You know, I want that guy on my team. So, yes, it's going to come a bidding war. And are some schools going to lose out? And what are those schools? Or who are those schools? Those Northwesterns, those Liberties, those, those Rutgers, those low-tier schools that don't have five-star recruits coming in yearly. And it's going to be the Dukes, the Ohio States, the Wisconsins that are going to be getting all these players. Um, and then Cody Jamie Davis also said that a recent NCAA study determined that only about 20 of the 1,000 or so college sports programs in the nation were profitable. What is going to happen when the competition to offer students money is supercharged? So back to that point again, you know, 20 of the 1,000 or so college sports programs in the nation are profitable. So like the top tier schools um, or the, the top tier programs like basketball, football, they're going to be able to afford paying their athletes, you know, because they're getting in the most money, like swimming, lacrosse, cross country, track, they're not bringing a lot of money, you know, they're, someone might even be doing like fundraisers or something, I don't know if the D D1 level, they really do that, I think they can afford most of this stuff, but, you know, I, I would just go off the top of my head, like maybe they're doing something to raise a little bit of money, I'm not sure, but like your top schools are, 
and your top programs are going to be bringing in a lot of money. You know, most watched, um, popular. You're getting most athletes. So definitely something that is true. It's it's something that's definitely you can look into. Um, it's a great point as well. And then Jeannie Smith, the OSU AD, for you guys that don't know, said if the NCAA pay ceiling were lifted and he was pushed to pay basketball and football student athletes more than their full ride scholarship packages. He would not expect to maintain the same number of sports. The chancellor at the University of Wisconsin, Rebecca Blank, has also said that her school would consider cutting sport programs altogether. You know, and that's even with going on now with COVID, like a lot of lower programs had to be cut because they lost a lot of money because they obviously D1 schools couldn't bring in money. They couldn't broadcast sports. It all got canceled, you know, especially with March Madness. This basketball programs or the programs overall, the, the Big Ten conferences, the Pac-12 conferences, they all took hits. You know that's a lot of money they lost, and that they they depend on every year. So, you know, the only sports that are going to stay, you know, if you do start paying these athletes, you know, your big tier sports, basketball, football, I don't know what else, lacrosse, hockey, things of that nature. You're not going to you're cutting your cross countries, your track, your swimming. You know, it it sucks for all the other athletes that worked hard to get to the D one level. And it's getting cut, and really you have no saying it if, if you're an athlete. And you got to watch the other athletes from basketball and football get paid, and that's the reason that your program got cut. Um, it's definitely a great point by Jenny Smith and Rebecca Blank. Definitely something that if this were to get talked about in the future, that ADs would come together and definitely you know talk about. And then you know to kind of end all the research that I found, I want to do some incidents that happen. I have two really good ones that you know that I knew kind of well and I did research on but um, the first one is when Reggie Bush for those of you don't know he was a football player at USC good running back dominated in the NFL but when he was at USC then NCAA found Bush and his family to have received improper benefits during Bush's time at USC Bush apparently received upwards of two hundred thousand dollars from a sports agent usc was put on probation for four years and forced to vacate the trojans last two wins of the 2004 season as well as all their wins from 2005 season the trojans is not were not eligible to compete in bowl games in 2010 and 2011 and reggie bush was forced to return his heisman trophy now if you listen to all that that's pretty insane you know for receiving two hundred thousand dollars from an agent you know not even from the school like I know boosters can be, they're not, obviously they're not supported in the NCAA, like you can get a lot of trouble. But at the same time, like it's like if it's an agent, I don't understand why these athletes are getting in trouble. You know, I'll, I'll start voicing my opinion a little bit now, now that we're, I'm at the end of my research. Um, I just feel like if someone needs help, like maybe Reggie Bush needs help, you know, with certain things. You know, growing up he didn't have it all maybe. I don't know. I don't know his backstory. But it's not like this was a million dollars or even a hundred million dollars. This is two hundred thousand dollars. Sure, to me and to you, maybe that's a lot. But to an athlete that's already going to be going to the NFL, getting paid, that's not a lot of money. And if he just need a little bit just to get through, and if it wasn't from the team USC, I don't see a problem with it. And you know, to not be bowl eligible in 2010, 2011, and for Reggie Bush to return his Heisman Trophy, you know, that he worked for, like it's not that he took like he took steroids. You know, that'd be different. Like yes. If he took steroids, get, he needs to give it back. Like, that's cheating. But this isn't, this was money he took, you know? And, you know, all the wins, you get, like, you take those away as well. I don't know. I just, 
I'm not a fan of that. It's something that I definitely was interested in when I, you know, kind of read on it. And then the other one I have was actually very recent. Um, the top prospect in this year's NBA draft, James Wiseman, he was attending Memphis University to play basketball. And it was a dramatic turn of events in Wiseman's battle to regain his eligibility, eligibility my bad, after the NCAA sideline him for receiving impermissible benefits from Penny Hardaway before the former NBA star became Memphis' coach. You know, so obviously I was big into this one because I saw it go down on social media and on SportsCenter, actually. You know, it was on TV, breaking news. And honestly, I think this is, this is bull crap. I'm just going to come out and say I don't like this idea. Like, Memphis really hurt this man. You know, I think that it took a little too harsh on him. I'm not a fan of it because, one, I think this is back in middle school or high school. I'm not too sure, but when he moved to Memphis, Penny Hardaway helped him before he was even the coach. You know, so this is like friend on friend helping, you know, like NCAA has nothing to do with this and he received benefits and he struggled through life. Like I know that, like I, the story that, you know, he told, he struggled, you know, this was huge for him and his family, you know, to come play basketball at a top school and get to Memphis and they didn't have it all, obviously. And then for NCAA, you know, they were suspending him and of course he got a restraining order. And played two games. He did play one or two games. I don't remember. I think it might have been one, actually. But either way, he got a restraining order. And he played the game. And then, you know, went to more investigation. Then he kind of just said, I'm out. You know, he, he withdrawed from Memphis. And, you know, he started working out for the draft, which great move on him. He's going to be a top three pick, in my opinion. If not, he'll probably be top two. And he's not going to be two. He's probably might be one, depending on how it all pans out. But that's not really the point. But my point is, you know, this was Penny Hardaway before he was the coach, you know, just helping someone out, helping him move somewhere, giving him a little bit of money. And he was like in high school. So he wasn't even in college. And, for, you know, this is almost like them still taking a shot at him. And it, it's upsetting in a way. But, you know, I'm happy for him now. He kind of got out of there. And now he's going to be drafted here in the next month. So keep an eye out for him, and hopefully he has a really good career. And here I will speak my opinion on the whole situation. Should college athletes be paid? Yes, I think they should be. And I have my reasons for it, you know, and many can disagree, and that's fine. You know, everyone has their opinion. But here's why I think they should be paid and why they are they're not benefiting from not being paid, you know. Like, so a college athlete, you know, it's a lot of time, dedication, you know, it doesn't matter what sport. Maybe more so if you're college or basketball. But if you're a Division One athlete, you know, you're working out daily, you know, maybe twice a day, even three times. You know, you're losing sleep. So, you know, as a college athlete, like, I know a lot of them are getting maybe full rides or scholarships, but some of them are walk-ons, you know, and some aren't getting it. So, in that case scenario, you know, they can't get a job if your parents are helping to pay for college. You can't get a job because you're you're busy with your with your sport, you know. Um, schoolwork is comes in a factor too. Like, I'm not too sure if Division One athletes get a little bit more benefits as being an athlete and a student. I don't know how that works. Like, I, truthfully, I watch Ohio State football play, and I don't know if they're getting help from like tutors constantly because they're on the road a lot, especially if it's like weekend games and they're on the road. Uh, I just feel like it's like they don't really have much time for classroom. 
but I know it's different for every school. Some coaches make them go to class all the time. Some are just, they hire a tutor maybe to come teach them all. I don't know. But either way, they don't have time to really do anything except their sport. You know, obviously that's what they love to do. They dedicated to it, but they're getting no compensation out of it, you know? Um, so that's why I feel you should be paying these athletes a little bit of money. A little bit goes a long way. You know, they're working hard, you know, to balance schoolwork, life, friendships, relationships, and then the, obviously the main thing, your sport. You know, I, I just feel like they should be receiving a little bit of money, you know, for the hard work they're doing and just to get something in return, you know. And basically, you know, it, it's not an easy topic of choice in a way. It is for me to talk on, but for other people, they get really heated about it. You know, everyone's gonna, it's almost, it feels like the debate almost, like, or the election, like the debates and who you're going to vote for. Like, it definitely is something like up there in the college sports world. Like, are we going to have a conversation about, like, it gets talked about briefly. It was actually a pretty big hit over the summer, I believe. And then it kind of got, it's like, you don't hear about it anymore. Like, it's almost like the ADs at each school or NCAA in general, I should say. And they just turn it down. They're just like, we're never going to pay these athletes. That's why I feel like it sucks because I don't see anything really changing in the future. Unless, I think what can happen very soon is athletes will get money for like their image. Like I think that can be something that can be done very soon rather than paying them like a salary. I think if you're a top athlete, you know, you're getting jersey sold with your name on it, YouTube, back to that type of thing. You will be getting money for that in the future. I feel like that's something that's going to happen. You know, um, I know California actually um, passed some law, or they were going to, or still plan to. I'm not too sure where they're going to pay their like athletes down there. But and then of course, like, people were hating on it. They said it's not going to work, and I, really, I haven't really heard much from it as of late. But um, I just think like NCAA is too strict, and. You know, it, it's something that I'm hoping gets changed, like I said already. Um, definitely a topic I want to go further into and do more, do, do more research on, excuse me. But that is all I have for my podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys have a take on it, obviously, let your voice be heard. You know, voice can go a long way. I know... You can do petitions, things like that. I don't know if that's going to work for college athletes being paid, but you know they're just not benefiting from this. You know, I like I said, it's a lot of time. Like you're putting a lot of time into your sport, you're not getting anything out in return. You know, these athletes need paid. It's simple. You know, as an athlete, as a runner, I mean, shoot, as a track runner, cross country runner, my program could be cut if things like this happen. Like nature could be happening where athletes get paid. And truthfully, I'd be fine with it because. I would allow the top tier athletes to be paid, you know, if that's what it took. I just want to see change. I want to see these athletes get something in return. Like, the coaches get a lot of money already. Um, they're getting a ton of money, actually. Like, I think Coach K, I don't even know what his contract is, but it's in the millions. Um, you know, and especially with the Reggie Bush and James Wiseman situation, like, I just think that's a bunch of nonsense. Like, if it's an agent or someone before you even entered college is helping you out. You know, NCAA just needs to maybe step it up a little bit, in my opinion. They, they keep things a little too strict around where they are. But, yeah, that's all I have for today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and have a great day.